everybody. Welcome to the Almost Good Podcast, the podcast hosted by David James Keaton. That's him. Hi, everybody. And me, J. David Osborne. That's me. What up? What up? Today on the pod, we are here to talk about uh, a little movie called, um, what the fuck is it called? Of, it's of, called of, it's Infi- Infinity War Part Two Avengers Part Four Marvel Cinematic Universe Part Like Sixty Two. Oh, okay, right, right. It's called uh, oh, that's right, Endgame. Endgame. We're in the Endgame now. Yeah. Well, thinking about you know the budget of this thing, more like Spend Game. Am I right? What? <laughs> <laughs> hey, good good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Credits. <laughs> yeah, we watched the damn Marvel movie. So, well, we who, am I, who am I kidding? I was gonna say so you didn't have to, but you're all gonna watch it. Well, so. well we went. Uh, we both went in the middle of the night. Um, th- you uh, you went at twelve. I went at twelve thirty for for reasons I'll describe in a minute. Oh. I was supposed to go at twelve. Um, but before we talk about the movie, I was hoping we could talk about these movies because I yeah. uh, <clears throat> I was trying to like get in touch with whether the fact whether I'm a hater or not of these movies. And when I looked through all of the the MCU, mm-hmm. I realized I was surprised to discover I I enjoyed easily a third of them, and I enjoyed parts of to most of. About half of the movies, I was shocked to discover that because all I remember are the ones that I hate, and I thought that was all or most of them. But it's only half that really suck. Okay. And and I, looking at it, an interesting thing started to happen. I'll ask, I'll get your opinion too. But the ones that I really enjoyed, and I didn't even seek them out for this reason. But when I started to look at the list, I'm like, hey, I kind of like that one. That one was pretty fun. They all have an auteur connected to them. They all have a writer or director that's interesting. Uh-huh. So that's like the the Thor Ragnarok has the mm-hmm. guy who did uh, uh, What We Do in the Shadows, did that one. Um, I actually enjoyed the first Thor, and I kind of take shit for it. And that's a Kenneth Branagh movie. Um, and it, so it has that uh, – he brings that Shakespeare shit to it, you know, because he did you know Much Ado About Nothing and Henry V. And it's got that kind of gilded toilet vibe to it. Yeah. And yeah. I kind of enjoyed it. By the way, speaking Go. of toilets, I woke up from my brief nap just now, and I was kind of still waking up, and I went to pee, and I put the toilet seat up, and I kind of lo- started looking out the little window, and uh, this was all before the pee came out, and then all of a sudden, the lid like slammed back down, and I wanted to just like rip the toilet off of the floor and just start smashing it, because it startled me. So anyway. that's like you're basically like those kids that play Grand Theft Auto too much. Then they get on the highway and they drive erratically. You came out of a superhero movie and you want to like rip up toilets, like yeah. uh, oh, good point, good point, like yeah. fucking Boondock Saints style. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. so yeah, so I agree with you so far. Thor, no, that was, it. was so, good. Yeah, yeah, Thor's yeah. Good. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one. You know, James Gunn brings a definite uh, humor to it. It's very cu- candy colored, you know. Yeah, I, I liked the first one. The second one was kind of a slog. Um, Captain America: Winter Soldier. Uh, what is it? The guys, the the isn't it the dudes that did Pixar movies or something? That's not as interesting. Except I like that it was um, a very human story, kind of mm-hmm. like a thrill, thriller. And uh, and the original Iron Man was fun, and that was uh, Favreau, who may, maybe he doesn't have an eye, but he definitely brought 
his, you know, swingers humor to it. So those were the ones that I liked. And I, I realized that shit, that's like a, a third of these movies, everything else. Um, I have on a scale of like disaster, mm-hmm. um, where I just came out of it mad for them ruining cinema, you know, right, right. or ones that I thought, yeah, that wasn't so bad. Right. And, um, <clears throat> the wasn't so bad. I won't go through the whole list, but a couple of them I realized also almost had auteurs or people uh, were there were high hopes that somebody was going to bring something to to it. And that's like uh, didn't Ant-Man famously started off with um, the what's Edgar Wright and then he got fired from it. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure what touches were were his, but it does have this low stakes vibe to it. Mm -hmm. Like the the final. I don't know if you've seen it. Have you seen it? No, no, I didn't see the Ant-Man. No. Well, the final battle is on a Thomas the Tank Engine train set. Right. So, so it looks real epic from their point of view, and then they show it from a distance, and it's like these little puff, poof, <laughs> these little trains falling over. That's the big. That's the big battle. So that was kind of cool. Right. Um, but it's fucking boring, so it's not great. And also, of course, notoriously, Iron Man three. Everybody seems to think that uh, it's you know I hate to use love it or hate it because people only use that when something's bad. Mm-hmm. Um. But this was a big uh, Shane Black comeback story, and it has all the Shane Black staples, him befriending a foul-mouthed kid or whatever. I don't know. Maybe the kid wasn't foul-mouthed, but um, I thought it was kind of uh, a dud, Mm -hmm. but I could tell he was trying to do something. It definitely had a Shane Black 90s vibe to it. Um, And then we talked Black Panther. Like We thought there was – somebody brought something to that, but it still kind of sucked. Right. You know? Right, right, right. So those are the ones that kind of get a pass. Now, the other shit, fucking Captain Marvel's uh, Avengers, Age of Ultron, Captain America's the first movie, the other Thor movie, uh, Hulk, all that shit. Um, those things are I, – I think that those are like TV. You know, They don't seem like yeah. movies at all. So where does fucking Endgame fall on this scale? I'll ask you. Where would you put it? In the, in the, uh, it's got some good shit. Or it's a fucking travesty, or hey, I kind of liked it. Where would you put it? Um, that's a really good question. That um, I'll try to answer it as best that I can. Uh, I'm thinking about these things more on a continuum. Once you get like 25 movies or whatever it is, you start to just like think of them in terms of uh, what they all do similarly, right? So it becomes a little bit difficult to even think about. Okay, so I mean, as a movie. Uh, I feel like I liked a third of it, right? So maybe as the final piece to the to this particular movement or sequence, I don't <clears> know what you would call it at this point, uh, maybe it's like the perfect encapsulation of Marvel movies as a whole because I really dug like two-thirds of it. I thought one-third of it was garbage, and then the other third was like kind of okay, but a little mismatched. But to answer your question, I'd put it, Probably right around Black Panther for me. I think it's right around Black Panther. Okay. Now, did you see the fir- the Infinity War, the previous movie? Yeah, I did. I liked that one actually. I thought I thought Infinity War was a better movie. Yeah, um, I I agree with you, and I think that's why I would probably put it lower than you did because, like you said, there are things in it. There's music choices that I thought worked worked really well, like when a movie starts, mm-hmm. and then the things that I liked. I liked better in Infinity War. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So those things, if Infinity War didn't exist, but it can't not exist to have this movie, I would say this is pretty decent. 
but because it's rehashing a lot of those big moments that we've already seen, mm-hmm. like a like a big throwdown with the fucking purple giant. Yeah. All all that stuff is kind of ha- half ass in this. Yeah, and, uh, and they 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 also they they sort of <clears throat> cut the head off of that like oh wait way, wait wait way wait, too wait, early. Wait, wait. Spoilers, right? Let's tell everybody we're gonna spoil the shit out of it. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll I'll put a big old spoiler thing like uh, okay. actually in the description. Like seriously, like don't listen to an hour long Avengers Endgame podcast if you haven't. haven't yeah, we're gonna spoil yet. it. But um, I like I like the initial dispatching of him brutally, but right. at the end, at the end, you know, it was big war against everybody. Everybody shows up that's ever been in a movie, and it felt smaller than the same kind of battle in Infinity War because. It did, yeah. That one had everybody separated in two different camps, right? They were on a planet Titan, and then they were at, at Wakanda. Mm-hmm. So the the Titan fight I thought was fascinating in the other movie because they, you got to see what everybody's maximum power was. When you watch these movies, you start thinking, who can do what? Like every yeah. so often, some punches somebody and they fall down, but sometimes they seem to be able to punch a building down and shit. So when they fought him on that planet, you got to see exactly what they were capable of. You got to see the Iron Man suit pushed to its limit. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting because it's like that's about as powerful as anything gets because it was able – we put it on a scale. We say he was able to draw blood punching the purple giant in the face. Mm-hmm. Therefore, he's really powerful. We, I didn't really know that until that moment. Mm-hmm. So when So when this big battle happened – they threw all that shit out the window and you had people with spears taking down the monsters from the previous movie that were like throwing cars at each other. And it's like how that everybody's just kind of everybody punches people and they stop like clocks. It was dumb. Yeah. Whereas in the other movie, it took everybody's combined strategies to get any ground at all with these aliens. And in this one, it's like, haha, you picked the wrong planet suckers. And then everybody's just punching them out. It was yeah. that kind of shit. It was a step down as far right. as that big battle. So when the movie starts off, I had really, really high hopes. It begins with, I think, that little, great little uh, short at the beginning with Hawkeye, <laughs> with his family sort of dusting yeah. out and him just being like, um, so that was great. And, and it, it had some music and a good song playing where you, you knew what they were going to do when it dawned on you what they were going to do. It, uh-huh. was, it was like, ooh, this is a real movie. This is yeah. kind of serious. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they do that. And then uh, right after that, we kind of like – we have them being like, let's go fucking kick this guy's ass, right? The Avengers talking about uh, Thanos, the purple, uh-huh. the purple man. And uh, one little touch – that I really loved about him is that you, he's in this hut in this sort of jungle area. He's, Eat, he's eating, eating like cactus flowers yeah, or something. Yeah, eating cactus flowers. And that to me is such a nice touch because isn't that exactly what ends up happening to like brutal revolutionary dictators if they survive? Don't they typically just become like really kind of like nature boys who like live in huts somewhere and they're really kind of getting back to their roots as people mm. after being, you know, awful? So he's yeah, out there, he's out there picking stuff and then they come in and yeah, like I said, I thought I was in for a different movie. I thought I was in for a much meaner movie when they just like Thor just comes in and just like just cuts his head off. I was like, okay, I'm in, I'm here for this. Let's see yeah. what's up. And then cut to dun, 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 five years later. Yeah. There's a couple things about that opening that kind of bugged me though. Be- just because I overthought his whole plan in the previous movie about killing half the universe. Mm-hmm. And I would, I complain to people about this and they're like, shut up nerd. You're overthinking it. Uh-huh. But they, but they dealt with my exact problem, which is 
the earth is so insignificant compared to the universe. When he snapped his fingers, there's, I said, wouldn't it just destroy all of earth? Because how, how you, is it 50% of everyone in any given room? Hmm. Is it, is it 50% of every continent? You know what I mean? It didn't make any sense to me if you looked at it in the scale of how many people they were talking about and everybody's like, fuck you. It's a movie. But then at the fucking, uh, with Hawkeye and his family, he got the short end of the stick. His whole family turns to leaves. Mm-hmm. Which means that I was right, that basically it doesn't have anything to do with all the people in any given gathering that you'll lose half of them. It's like you might lose all the entire state of Indiana might be gone. Right. Which would be which would be good. Yeah, Yeah, no, I would like (laughs) to see the flip of that, by the way, too. It would have been great for them to have a scene where with somebody with just like his whole family intact, like, huh, close one. (laughs) So, yeah. So that made me think about the how the plan was weirdly even as far as the, the cast of this particular movie. Like what, what you think it would wipe out all of them or none of them because Mm -hmm. of the, but anyway, that's a minor point. The other point is um, the opening of the movie reminded me how much the fucking captain marbles character ruins this, these movies because Mm -hmm. she's too overpowered. Mm -hmm. And so when you, when it started, you're thinking, these guys have a lot of these guys have a big obstacle in front of them, which is they're going to go to another planet and face this guy after he dispatched all of them. And then she swoops in and she's like hovering in space outside the ship like, hey, I'm going to go down and check it out and get do some recon, guys. It's like, what is she? What is her powers? What is she, she just can do anything and float around? So now they it's bad enough that they just jumped in a ship and popped over there. I wanted to see like. Uh, what's the fucking movie with McConaughey? Interstellar. Like, I want to see them struggle and by, like, the skin of their teeth get there and have to, like, these Earth people have to face this threat that's way... They're way out of their league, right? Mm-hmm. But instead, the the inclusion of her means that they're not out of their league. Mm-hmm. That And that makes it less interesting. When they had the, Tony Stark dying in a spaceship at the opening sequence or whatever, mm-hmm. it made me think, that's what I want, is human beings... It, they went as far as they could and they faced something that they never should have been anywhere near and they can barely get home when they do it. That ha- that ma- resonated, right? Mm-hmm. But then she shows up and she's like, oh, yeah, I just throw spaceships around like baseballs. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And then they, and of course the movie doesn't know what to do with her because as they establish during a fight, Thanos punches her and she doesn't even flinch. Right. But, but they, they have to re- uh, relegate her to off, the major battle because she would end it in a second just to be like, all right guys, well, I got to go take care of other planets too. (laughs) So it becomes a matter, not of power, but just of time, just of time. Exactly. She's like, I got, I can't prioritize this guys. I'll be back after I get a a nice uh, cut and color from the, from the neighborhood barber. Oh my God, that haircut. (laughs) Oh my God. They just, um, I don't know if I want to jump into that too soon. Well, to be fair, they did change many appearances of major characters in a jarring way. Yeah. Hers was probably less jarring on the scale of the the weird photorealistic abomination <laughs> in between Hulk monster. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Which I couldn't stop looking at. And then of course the big Lebowski version of Thor, which never changes. I, I kept thinking there'd be a moment when he's like, okay, here's my abs back. I got my shit together. Yeah. But no, you get the fat bastard version of Thor this whole movie. Right. And that's a that was a bold move. 
So her her haircut on that scale it wasn't as it wasn't as jarring. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, no, it wasn't as jarring. It's it's one of those things where um, I don't know. I mean, if you, you hear how tired I am in my voice. I well, just. I just, Luckily, I got no sleep, so I'm gonna t- I'm gonna be talking a mile a minute. I was able to sleep not at all, so I'll uh, I'll help you out. Well, here's a question I have for you: Did your you had a big audience? I assume these were yeah. all sold out. Uh-huh. Did your audience react to uh, Captain Marvel in a an excited way? No, no, not at all. They um they got excited at a few points. Uh, the the they got excited when um, Thanos gets his head cut off. That was everybody was like, oh. And then when uh, the Black Panther comes back, everybody was like, yeah, Woo, yeah. Black Panther! Yeah, that's, um, I noticed that too. It's, it seems like they, they even forgot to use her for big moments. If you have this, you okay. did, you did. I, disconnected. Right. I, I can only hear you now. Okay, can you, do I sound different? No, you sound about the same, but I lost you there for a second. Okay, cool. Well, here I am. Go for it. Okay, so I was going to say they have this Captain Marvel as their is their Superman. So there should be those big moments, and they don't even give her any big moments. They have the moments when she shows up, she just kind of smirks at Thor or whatever, and he's like, "Oh, I like them. I like your Moxie kid or something stupid." Yeah. And then uh, later when she she shows up and zips through the spaceship to destroy it, and that's pretty sweet. But then you think the movie's over because oh shit, she can do anything. So then they have her on the battlefield helping to run the football to the other end of the field. Mm-hmm. They have to, again, move her around. But I noticed that people weren't very excited about her entrance. Do you remember when Thor showed up in the other movie and he's full-on uh, lightning god and they're playing Led Zeppelin? And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like... And he's blowing up all everybody in the... People in the theater are like, holy shit, woo And this one, nothing. And they did like Scarlet Witch. The crowd loved her. When she every time she'd show up, there's a group of uh, young women to my right. And first she shows up and she like looks all like badass or whatever. And the one the one woman to my right goes, "Mm-hmm, this bitch." <laughs> <laughs> and, and she starts every time she'd kick somebody's ass, she'd be like, "Mm-hmm, this bitch." <laughs> so they were into her, but right. they were not in, they were not into Captain Captain Marvel. So I think they um, just that's, fucked up that's the casting the... on that one, man. They just really fucked. I mean, there's there's just there's nothing not a... going on there. But dude, she was great in Room. Why does she have? She brings nothing to the Marvel universe. Though. She's not. She doesn't seem to have the. You got to be. If you're if you're overpowered, you got to play it kind of stupid, like the Thor character does. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. right, right. Or or ultra cocky, I guess. With her, I'm not getting much. You know. Yeah, and it's or also the... it's kind of like where does it go from here? I was thinking about it in terms of the show Dragon Ball Z. Did you ever watch that? It was on oh, yeah. Saturday, uh, not every every day after school actually. So I would come home from school and watch Dragon Ball Z, and the the entire plot of Dragon Ball is that Goku and and the gang will encounter an alien visitor to Earth who's way overpowered, and it'll spend about 20 short episodes just beating the shit out of them. And then they'll finally either power up to be stronger than the alien, or another alien will show up that's even stronger than the bad guy, and will proceed Mm -hmm. to beat the shit out of the alien. And this formula was repeated for, I think, a decade, right? And so it just makes me wonder, like, okay, so what's the next step for, like, a Captain Marvel? Like, is that movie even fun to watch when, you know, like, I mean, I don't like Superman either, so it's not, 
me, you know, just thinking like, oh man, what, what, no, it's a girl. Like, I don't, I haven't watched any of the Superman movies because I have the same fucking problem. I can't, I don't believe that this character would have any problems dispatching any bad guys. In fact, like, Grant Morrison did a run on the comics of uh, Superman. It's called All Star Superman. And all of those issues, it was a 12 issue run, they all had really clever ways of uh, coming up with like moral conundrums for the most powerful man in the universe, right? Mm -hmm. And also yeah. really small moments. There was a great scene in one of the comics where Superman talks a, a teenage girl down from a ledge because she's going to you know, throw herself off of it or whatever. But it's all these small moments and then all these kind of absurdly big uh, moral questions just about the universe. And that's really all you can do with these. You can't put them into this framework of, uh oh, there's a bad guy and he's really powerful. It's like, are you kidding me? Like she can destroy it, and like the the bad guy that has been putting the sum total of Earth's heroes in you know in in danger all of a yeah, sudden is or, like just he, dispatched, just done. Yeah, he 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 can flick people and put them into fucking traction, and uh, she it, it, they show you that she can't even be moved by him. She does this like this headbutt and it's like bonk. She doesn't do nothing. So her power level is so off the charts, but also confusing. I watched the the side movie in our previous episodes or two episodes ago. And as I told you, I wasn't sure exactly what she did. Mm -hmm. She she seems to shoot something out of her hands. Mm -hmm. We don't know how powerful it is because at one point she blows up a jukebox with it. So it's as powerful as a, as a big gun, I mm -hmm. guess. Mm -hmm. But it's other times she seems to blow up spaceships with it. So, okay, she has this adjustable power beam from her fists. But she also... Is she an was, alien? Is that her thing? She's an Earth person who was near an explosion and gained some intangible powers of some fucking box. I don't I know. I see. I see. Okay. So they don't know. They don't even know what she's... It's just like she can fly around and... She's Superman. Mm -hmm. But they... I. She also her face changes, and I thought it did when she was in space. She gets this kind of rooster tail hair, mm -hmm. and then her her face goes kind of blank. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was like uh, like a space suit. Right. Um, but in this movie, it's gone because they got to get their their actress's face on the screen. So she's floating outside of spaceships, like, "Hey, what's up, everybody?" And it's just her face, and it looks so shitty. Right. You know, it doesn't it doesn't look like a movie anymore. That's that TV shit that I hate. Mm -hmm, but it also mm -hmm. confuses me. It's like this person just kind of wanders around in space. So she's like a, she's godlike and untouchable. I know the Thor character also floats in space and doesn't die, but I kind of understand him because it's this, the lightning thing and the mythology thing, and we've seen him beaten by the Hulk in moments and we've seen his him beaten by his various relatives mm -hmm. um, with her uh, I still don't know what the stakes were so when she showed up I just thought man I hope that she doesn't just take care of everything but then when she, they didn't let her do it I was of two minds like well wait you didn't even use her right. so I didn't I'm so I made no sense but right. neither did that no, yep. no, yeah, no, that, that, all, none of that really made any sense. And so, you know, talking about the movie in terms of it being divided into these three parts. So you, we have the first part, which is basically everybody being super sad on Earth. And I think that that was uh, really poorly done. I think that you can't just show every single character that's alive just being super sad. And <laughs> everybody says some version of, it was my fault. 
I let this happen. You know, everybody's just walking around feeling guilty. And there's and one scene in particular, man, that I think they really dropped the ball on. And it's when uh-huh. Captain America's running a focus group, like a little <laughs> round table for people who have PTSD from this thing, right? And mm. there's a guy who's talking about, like, you know, it was like I went on a date, and then my date started crying, and then I started crying or whatever. That particular moment could have been really big. If that guy had told an actual story, had given an actual monologue that didn't consist of this kind mm-hmm. of Twitter bullshit, I was totally crying, and then everybody was totally crying, and then everybody clapped. You know what I mean? It's this <laughs> truncated, weird version. But I, I had this feeling watching it. I'm like, this is the key. If they pull this off, they can pull everything off. You know, give that guy, give him a good two minutes. They give him about 20 seconds. Give him a, a good two minutes. And he can go back and forth with maybe some other people in the focus group. But that's mm-hmm. your opportunity to paint the the world as it is right now, you know, because we see some trash right. thrown around and we see some, we see everybody looking really morose and things are sort of empty. Thought that was pretty good, but that guy had the opportunity if, if to, the writers yeah, had to done humanize their job, it, to bring to, it home, to yeah. humanize it exactly. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I agree. I at first the vibe I like that melancholy vibe because the the last one was such an extravaganza, so I was ready for the. For essentially, the for, the previous one was like the Kill Bill one, and now we got the Kill Bill two, where they're all going to talk about what the fuck happened, you know, where mm-hmm. the people are going to start stop fighting and start discussing and hashing it out. So I liked them trying to figure out how to defeat him. Then when they revealed it was time travel, I kind of felt like the excite the excitement drained out of me. Like, oh, that's all you're going to do? So then it's like the X Men movies where they're fucking with time travel or or star trek and i'm thinking time travel isn't isn't part of your shit like you you guys you're manipulating everything else in these these mcu movies but i don't think time travels come up if it has i don't remember it so no please no one remind me but they seem to invent it in this movie and i don't know if that really sidesteps the argument of uh of you know writing yourself out of a hole or the uh the the the, the deus ex machina you know mm-hmm. like you, just because we watch you do it and it takes you an afternoon and you do it early on doesn't mean it's not early on in the nature of the these movies like it's it's late in the game to be right. invented time travel and then when they do it dude this this really threw me so they invent time travel and but before they do they do one of these things like you ever watch a, a vampire movie after like 1990 mm-hmm. and the, yeah. and in the vampire movie, somebody will always say some variation of, listen, forget everything you know about vampires. OK, forget about the forget this, forget <laughs> the stakes through the heart. Forget up, forget about garlic. This is this is real. And then you're like, how do we kill him? Uh, well, sunlight or silver. Yeah. And you're like, you're like. Wesley Snipes that is in movies that that's not forget everything we know right and so so in this movie they do the same shit with time travel a big speech where they're like listen you assholes been watching back to the future too much you can't go back and fuck with things and it'll make a different timeline and meanwhile not only does this movie emulate back to the future where they go back and see different angles on previous events that's back to the future too Mm -hmm. where they go back to the previous movie to see like all those big moments from the previous movie. Right. Not only do they do back to the back to the future anyway, they also had this this lame excuse of uh, they're like won't that affect what happens now? And they're like, "Nah, man, that's not how shit works." Yeah. Meanwhile, and then Tilda Swinton shows up and and draws on the chalkboard for us. Here's exactly how you will fuck up the world or the universe. It's like, "Wait a minute, isn't that what you no, just so said?" No, that, so that's exactly happen? what I was thinking when they were going through this. I'm like, "Oh, they're fucking up." 
every yeah. other timeline that they've gone into. Yeah. And they're just like, well, tough tits, man. We got to fix this shit. Yeah, and, it, and it doesn't make sense when they say things like, oh, we just got to go back and put the stones back and then let everything pan out like normal. That doesn't make sense because they're back there stealing, like he steals his own hammer. So that right. means he won't have it, right? He doesn't yeah, have Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he steals his hammer from that timeline. So Thor is hammerless. Yeah, so he's hammerless. And they, but then they tried to explain it by that weird thing where they're like, no, listen, this is still, when you're going back in the past, that's still your future and that's the current future. It's like, but no, it's not because you just said she was worried about this alternate reality you'd create, which is exactly what's in every time travel movie. So you're pulling that shit with the vampires where you're saying, forget everything you know, don't worry about it. In other words, the, the writers are saying, don't think about it is what they're saying. They're like, right. don't think about it. We're going to do everything we need to do to resolve this. And we don't know how to do it except to pull out the old time travel shit. A couple of things were pointed out to me. These are not original thoughts. I was chatting on the phone with pals about this movie. And one of them was telling me that there's there's a scene in Austin Powers 2 when mm -hmm. Austin goes back in time and uh, he's talking to the kind of like the head of MI6 or whatever. And he's like, if I go back, wouldn't that... What if I run into myself? What if what if I mess up the timelines? The uh, the MI6 guy goes like, don't worry about it, Austin. You shouldn't think about that. And then he turns to the camera and he goes, and neither should you. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what this movie did. Yeah. That's what they did. Um, I mean, I I don't know what I want because I did like that the that there were two hammers floating around, yeah. and because you got the big payoff, they've been building this up for multiple movies. Like, who's going to be able to wield that hammer? A couple characters did in the other movies, but it wasn't with the big crowd pleasing moment of Captain America is, of course, the person to carry it. The crowd loved that. They were they were whooping. It oh, home. that's true. My crowd loved that too. Yeah, they did yeah. like they did like that shit. That was a big woohoo moment. Right. They did they did like Black Panther's big entrance because he brings everybody with him. Yeah. And the, just, oh, and the uh, and his his little sister did the Henry Cavill gun arms things, but with actual guns on her arms. She did the the chick chick with her arms when she walked out. Did you notice that? She's got. Yeah. She actually had real gun arms. Now here's the thing about the time travel stuff. Um, and this is also not a David original, but uh, also from a friend I was talking to. This whole movie is an, actually an allegory for people who, uh, like neoliberals who are upset about Trump, about the big orange man. Substitute the big orange man for a big purple man, right? He, uh, he basically, he's this big monster. And then the way, how do we fix it? We go back to the Obama years, baby. We go back and we, we travel back in time and fix everything. So it's basically <laughs> this big fantasy of like, oh man, what if we could just go back in time and just make everything <laughs> right, dude? We could just have a do-over if we wouldn't have this monster in office. Yeah, he's, they, they definitely do, um, they have him as a, uh, a, the grimmest joke is made, and that, that does that is kind of reminiscent of the the thing we're the thing Cheetos. we're stuck with right Cheetos, now. Cheetos, Mister Cheeto. But here's another thing, dude. They don't fix things in a in a in a way because unless I lit was uh, it was the middle of the it was the early in the morning, so who knows what I missed. But they were saying that these characters that were brought back were not brought back to their time. They were brought back five years later. There's a line where Spider Boy says. Yeah, Doctor Strange woke up and he's like, hey, guys, we just missed five years. We got to hurry up and get back. So they've been gone five years. They didn't go back and correct anything. They just made them live again. Right. When we're, we're getting one of those uh, Skype specials today, folks. Yeah, they don't want us. They don't like us. Do they? Um, what was I say? 
Oh, so uh, so yeah. So there's a moment where the characters say uh, that they're back five years later from, you know, they've been missing for five years and they they re-enter the the, the existence years later as well. That's mm-hmm. a that's a line in the movie. So they didn't go back and right any wrongs. They go what they've done is made all those people come back to life, mm-hmm. which is which is way different and um, and also. Uh, I don't know what I was going to say, except I don't remember what I was going to say. Yeah, it does... it's an interesting kind of twist on it, right? Because, yeah, they're not changing anything about their timeline. They just needed an extra pair of soul stones, and they had to go into another dimension to to get them, which... Um... To get their PIM, their PIM particles. Right. And now here's the thing. Here's the thing, man. Like, wouldn't there be a point in time where all those stones were just together, like when they were made or something? Like, couldn't you just no, go back to like, when don't they were made it. and you could just pick it up and be like, oh, hey, look, the stones, they're all here. That's like, the other thing. Didn't they establish in the other movies you can't touch them? Wasn't that Guardians of the Galaxy made a point that he touched one and he didn't die? They all had to hold hands to take the power of it. Oh, in this in this in this movie, everybody they're juggling them. In this movie, they're yeah. picking them up and throwing them around. <laughs> I thought you couldn't touch them, yeah. um, but that's that actually reminds me of. Uh, I went to see it with my sister in a fun, context-free experiment. She's never seen these movies. Oh wow! And, and I bought two tickets and then realized Makes I have me a like baby. her even more. Yeah, I, I realized I have a baby, so I can't go to this movie with my wife. Um, who wants to go at midnight? And uh, she's like, I'll go. I've never seen these movies before. And I thought it would be fun to see what questions she might have. Yeah. yeah. And uh, one of the questions was regarding the stones. She actually enjoyed that part quite a bit. When she realizes they're looking for all these stones for a glove, she's like, huh, I like that. It's like it's like very childlike, like find all the candy. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> she liked how simple that was. Yeah. But some of the obviously some of the other stuff just baffled the shit out of her. Like she said. Wait, there's a talking raccoon in this movie, yeah. and and, it, and it's introduced in this movie in a serious setting. Right. So he comes this fucking talking raccoon. She goes, "Are we gonna get some idea why this raccoon's talking?" And uh, it's like you know that's too much to to cover. But she also thought Groot. Um, she'd heard the name Groot before, but thought it was a minion from that cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> she said, is it, "Is it Groot a minion?" <laughs> <laughs> so that was confusing. Yeah. Um, she, they didn't, they didn't establish who that Ruffalo was Hulk at the beginning of, uh, or they didn't do it at the in the um, in the trailer maybe, because uh-huh. I think at this one the first time you see Ruffalo he's between bodies or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So she, she's like, wait, I thought Mark Ruffalo was like their fun delightful accountant guy right. i didn't i didn't know he had any powers at all because they in the previews like she wouldn't know that that's the hulk guy mm. um that's something i hadn't considered uh what was the other thing oh she goes she hates chris pratt i guess he in real life he's a dick or something yeah I didn't know he's this. like a, he's like a right-wing douchebag uh, yeah oh okay so when he was on screen she would use the bathroom she's like oh, i hate i hate this guy but she did say she was surprised to see uh Chris Pratt kiss a woman of color, <laughs> which, which I guess is a knock against his real life. Uh, right? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so uh, what was the other thing she asked? Um, oh, 
she was annoyed by the raccoon, but then she saw Star is Born and really, really likes Bradley Cooper in that movie. Mm-hmm. And so when I told her it was Bradley Cooper, she was a little more forgiving. But um, she has this idea that I think someone ought to do on YouTube. It's probably a pretty good idea to replace the Bradley Cooper Guardians of the Galaxy voice with the raccoon and switch off to Bradley Cooper's Star is Born voice, which is this <laughs> this fucking yokel drunken chris christopherson sam elliott knockoff thing he's doing uh i think that would be a leg up but anyway those were some of the things somebody who had no idea what any context would be thinking when they started to watch this and she actually enjoyed it more than i did because but we're kind of contrarians in that way like she wants it to be better if i want it to be worse um so she was more satisfied with the human moments and she doesn't have, she can't compare it to the better movies in the franchise. So I think expectations were lowered for her. So she enjoyed it more. Yeah. Well, that's actually, that's kind of where I wish that I was in my life. I wish I was where your sister was, man, where I, I want to to go back 10 years with some pim particles, bro. (laughs) If I could go back in time and I could just like, like stop myself from walking into Iron Man, the first Iron Man, and be like, look, it's a it's a great movie. You're going to have a really good time, but it's going to send you down a path. And so what, what the Marvel movies have done as a whole in kind of a meta way, um, and I haven't seen all of them, obviously, but like they, they have they've really built up this kind of sense of obligation to like go watch the damn movie. And that's right, what I that, felt when I went to oh, go see this one. They're good at that, dude. Think about all the obligations that they that they give you with Black Panther, with Captain Marvel. Yeah. Like you're a you're a bad person if you don't watch these. But with this one, it's not that you're a bad person. With this like, one, it's like we, you, want, just you don't want to waste it. You don't want to waste a decade, do you guys? Yeah, you, you don't, don't want to waste a decade. And this is the biggest thing too: is that they know that these things are going to be spoiled on the internet, and so there's this intense pressure. This is why when I went to the movie, I was in kind of a bad mood because. I was bitter because I felt like I knew I was going to see it eventually. And mm-hmm. if, I, if I was going to watch it, I didn't want to spend three hours of my life watching something that had been spoiled to shit by the internet. So mm-hmm. I was like, fucking fine. I'll go watch it on opening day. We'll just, it was like, go, I swear to God, dude, it was like going to the doctor for a checkup or, or the dentist or something. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'll sit here in this fucking seat for three hours. <laughs> I'll do the damn thing just so that I can get that, that pressure off my chest, man, of like, I don't know if I ever want to become involved in anything resembling a franchise ever again. Well, and here's the thing: we were fooled about it being a giant story because that's that's kind of bullshit. When they say that this is the Infinity Saga or whatever, and it goes back a decade, not really true. Those are pretty much standalone plots, and every so often they throw in a candy-colored Easter egg, and somebody shows up in the end credits and says. I'll do it myself. Mm-hmm. And to and to that people think that's a decade long story. It's not really. The if anything, those are the MacGuffins to get people to interact in these movies and to battle and to whatever. Mm-hmm. But as far as a plot, again, the simplicity of it is comical through the eyes of someone who hasn't seen them, which is this is very childlike and pointless. <laughs> they're they're collecting the eggs to make a glove. And that is if that is the decade-long story, it's a facade. You right. know what I mean? Right, right, so, right. So there really isn't pressure. We we definitely put it on ourselves to see yeah. it wrapped up. Yeah. I say there was pressure to see how it ended after seeing the previous movie. That's definitely a standalone story. 
Mm-hmm. But if you go if you go back even one Avengers story, that's not anything. It's a fuck. That's a, a James Spader is a pervy robot trying right. to instead. You know what I mean? It's got right. its own shit going on until you get to the credits, and that was their genius. Was in the credits, this is how we get them to tune in next week or tune in next year. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but, no. you know, think, but speaking of spoilers, dude, honest, I actually had this spoiled for me and was hoping I hadn't. But this, listen to this diabolical shit. I'm a member of a Facebook group called uh, That Child Didn't Say That. Right. And uh, which is giving me a lot of joy, which is people who put up these impossible, like like Calvin and Hobbes. Kids mm-hmm. don't sound kids don't sound like Calvin. So people post these and people make fun of uh, parents who are lying about what their kids say. It gives me pleasure. I, maybe I'm a bad person. No, I love those too. Those are great. I also, I like the, there's a Reddit, uh, a subreddit called Then Everybody Clapped. Yeah, and it's it, basically all these stories about people who are sure. like, I was in a restaurant and I saw somebody in a Make America Great Again hat and I said, sir, I'm very disappointed in you. And then everybody and clapped. You're right. So they're basically like that. Well, there was one where they, people keep posting the same one over and over, which is, I think I showed it to you at one point where the woman says, uh, uh, you know, wolves die and people die, but words don't die, mom, that's, or something that's, like that. That is the OG fucking classico. <laughs> yeah. That is the classico of the, <laughs> your kid did not say that. Yeah, and the kid's like three or whatever. Yeah. So anyway, whenever somebody posts it in this thread, everybody is so far down the rabbit hole, they make fun of that person for doing it, right? Mm-hmm. Or like, this one's quit posting this one. We've seen it. The problem is they get so mad at each other that they're out for blood. This one motherfucker made a little gif Mm-hmm. Or a GIF, or however you say it, and it shows uh, Tony Stark putting the glove on and snapping his fingers, and then it shows Thanos disintegrating. Mm-hmm. I thought it was something that somebody had made because it didn't look that great. Sadly, <laughs> sadly, that's the end of the movie. <laughs> but but I saw it go by and I thought, motherfucker, is that how this movie ends? And I thought it can't be because it looks shitty. And then all these other people start chiming in. They're like, you fuck. You fucking cunt! All these people are so mad at this yeah, guy, yeah. and then they, they banned him or whatever. And I thought, did and it's diabolical because Facebook auto plays these. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. You can't, he's like, if you clicked on it, you deserve it. And I'm thinking, if I didn't click on anything, you motherfucker. And also, just... and also, if no, if you click on things, you don't deserve that. That is right. that's absurd. Right. So it was spoiled, and I thought maybe that wasn't how it ends. So when I saw that it. So that means only for that exact moment I was disappointed. But then the, it murders Tony Stark when he snaps his fingers. That was not in his little spoiler. No. So that that was still a surprise. Well, that's the biggest thing too, and that's that's kind of what I want to clarify also is that it's I don't think that it's Marvel that really did. Well, they are they are sort they are marketing geniuses. I'll give them that. But they really kind of turned our own feral awful mannerless nature against us when it comes to these movies uh game of thrones is the same shit it's like they know that you have to turn in because the internet exists and you can't go out with that well you can't go without the internet for a day so you have to watch you have to fucking watch these goddamn shows and i and i feel like they weaponized that just the same way that they disingenuously said oh are you a bad person you don't want to watch captain marvel in the same way that they pulled that shit they pulled this shit where they held us at gunpoint and said oh you want it ruined for you you know go ahead and go ahead and wait for it to be on itunes but and the the fact that uh i don't know this is just like a a public service announcement. If you were scrolling through a feed, you can't stop people from playing a little spoiler like that. And I, and I, this guy had, there was three of them. 
showing showing that. And I thought this thing went mini viral already. This this little bullshit clip, which looked fake. That's how kind of cheesy it looked. Yeah. When his, when his little glove like reforms the the stones and. I thought that is a, somebody did that on their machine because it was kind of grainy. But mm-hmm. anyway, so that was that was kind of bu- bummed out by that. Uh, you know, I haven't even touched on my biggest problem with this movie, and Let's we we it. talked about we talked about this before in we our, before we ahead. do that before we do that <clears throat> since this will be kind of like because I, I don't want to go on and on and on about it. Is do you want to touch on? I think I guess we've touched on the things that we liked, right? I I thought the time oh, travel yeah, well, was okay. fun. I thought the time travel yeah, was fun. Back to that. Uh, yeah. I thought the time travel was fun. I thought that um, now I didn't really like the ending either because it was just CGI bullshit. Um, I don't know. I just I, I guess I guess the the third in the movie that really worked for me was the time travel. And I have nothing else to add to it other than I felt like the movie was actually enjoying itself at that part. Oh, and any part with uh, with Thor and his buddies from Ragnarok <laughs> on the couch where they're yeah, being was... uh, cyber bullied over the Call of Duty or whatever or Fortnite <laughs> or whatever they're playing. I thought that was good. <laughs> Yeah, I liked the I liked the shitty Thor. I liked mm-hmm. that he was a piece of shit in this and was didn't do a lot. Um, and I liked the thing I liked the most is I hope they did it on purpose. Um, but I really enjo- enjoyed how they upped the stakes with the Thanos character and that he that the existing one uh, he finds out for people that uh, have seen it. You he finds out what they're up to. Because he's able to tap into the memories of the uh, of the current timeline daughter of his, who's half robot, and he sees the plan laid out halfway through the movie, even earlier. And he's like, "Oh shit, I I succeed," and then they cut my head off. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's sort of inspired by his own success. Mm-hmm. And the previous Thanos was a really good villain in the last movie. Oh shit, I lost you. In business, we're back in business. All right, what what the fuck are we talking about? Avengers friend game. That was my that was, was my hilarious tweet, dude. Where it was like, "What if it was Avengers Friend Game?" And whenever Thanos snaps his fingers, half the universe has to be his friend. I was proud of that one. <laughs> of that one. Well, that's what, what that's the point I was making before you went to make your sandwich is that he was very kind of eerily sympathetic in the previous movie, and we were talking about things we liked in this one. And he can't he can't you know brood and be uh, you know do the Josh Brolin brood face and. Uh, stay on our good side for this whole movie because we've already seen that. So what I liked is how they stepped it up with he finds out what he that he accomplished his goal like the day he starts his goal. You know, he's look he's like, we're gonna go find that first stone and even his daughters are saying, Well, I guess he's gonna go through with this. Mm-hmm. Then he finds then he sees a broad broadcast from the future that says that he did it. And his reaction is interesting. It's very uh, very human, right? It's yeah. now his goal is no longer that interesting to him. It's like the character found out that he did it, and and I don't know if I'm mapping this on to him, but it it felt like he was saying, "Oh, I did it, huh?" And then he looks around, and he's like, "You know what?" And I'm still dealing with these fucking assholes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so he adjusts it. He regresses. He evol- actually evolves by regressing at the same time. And he says, "You know what? I'm destroying the whole universe because I'm sick of you fucking people." Yeah. And he's his. He's he like, so new- I did it, and nobody's happy. What the fuck? Yeah. yeah it's like I. It also a very in a selfish way, like he accomplished his goal before he struggled to do it, so he needs a new goal. Right. And, uh, right. That, and that, I like, that was good. That's a good read on that, I think. And I like how he 
because it sounded like, um, and this I'm definitely over analyzing, but it felt like he was talking about these movies when he's when he looks around, he's like, you know what, I'm erasing all this shit, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like you see, because looking when he says it, he's kind of looking at the battlefield of right before the all the other movies show up, literally, mm-hmm. and, he, and he's saying. I'm done with all this stuff. And I felt like I was on his side again. Like, right. yeah, I, I feel you, bro. Yeah, like, I'm done too, man. Do it. So I did So I did like uh, I did like him. He was more evil with his plan and ironically even more relatable. Well, he has uh that that you know in the in the first movie Infinity War, he's kind of bald all the time and he's always kind of like, "Oh, I'm gentle. I'm a gentle guy." Um <laughs> And in this one, they have him in this armor that looks like Goldar from the Power Rangers. Like he's got this cool, like you know, medieval-looking, and it makes him look really sinister. Which made me think, like, how much the just the appearance of that kind of stuff really works on us as people, like deep down. So I was thinking, like, there's this video online. Ah, lost <clears throat> It's getting it's starting recording. Okay, so we are now recording. If you notice that I sound a little bit different. Dave and I sometimes have a real problem with uh, Skype booting us every, oh, I don't know, 15 minutes or so. And now we're getting into the realm of booting us every two minutes. So I apologize for the audio quality on my end. Hopefully it doesn't sound too shitty. We're going to finish out the last of this podcast uh, over the phone. So here I am. Do it. The last thing you said before we got cut off was you were making some sort of comparison about... uh something <laughs> oh okay so i was talking about his armor right and i was talking yeah, about how yeah, his armor yeah. made him look really scary and stuff and so i just had this thought there's this video online of these uh it's like from this weird cartoon and it's these little strange dinosaur creatures talking to each other and uh there's one there's like this little music right it goes and then it cuts to this weird looking t-rex and the t-rex just goes like, yee, right? So I was thinking about like the first time we see Thanos, if like, you know, he's sitting on his throne with purple clouds swirling around and looks really badass. It, the whole series would have been fucked up if instead of like, if the first time he talked, he was like, yee, hey, everybody, it's me. Like so much rides on just like the aesthetics of these, because you couldn't have had, you couldn't have had like a soft spoken, like Mike Tyson lisp for Thanos, <laughs> but that would have been kind of interesting, right? right. Like, like, oh, he's he's kind of he sounds weird, right? Yeah, where we are, yeah, we are meeting him before his big, uh, you know, his big defining adventure, um, right? But yeah, so that was all I. That was the thing I liked the most. Uh, but I was going to get to um, the things that really <laughs> bothered me. The thing, the things that I really didn't like at all about this movie. Mm. And the, one of the main things is that. I don't. Be, I I think it's inexcusable that these billion dollar movies are not delivering the goods as far as what we want to see. Yeah. So so put aside the fact that I don't like a lot of these movies. I can appreciate mm-hmm. when they do things right. When they do things that get they get the crowd riled up. Right. Sure. This one had so many missed opportunities, and this kind of connects with the other thing that really bugged me. There's first of all, there's no need for this to be three hours. Um, there's talk about overseas, they have an intermission. Um, mm-hmm. and people were saying, why don't they have intermissions here? And I'm thinking I would have been really annoyed with an intermission because it already doesn't feel like it justifies its length. So if an intermission came up, it would remind me that this does not need to be, it does not need to be stopping and saying, Oh, you better take a breather from all yeah. these, all these inner office discussions, right. you know, 
right. just let, let's, if you think about this way that the timeline of this movie is plotted out compared to the first mo- previous movie, which is kind of globe trotting or whatever, this one mm-hmm. jumps around a bit, but the majority of it is spent indoors talking about what they're going to do. And yeah. even the, the big battle is blows up the office building and they run around in the rubble. Mm-hmm. So on, on a scale, this is a small movie and it's it feels, and it feels small. And sometimes that plays in its favor with the intimacy of the family stuff at the beginning, but it also does not feel like an epic. So mm-hmm. it feels like kind of in a way like Kill Bill 2, but I grew to appreciate that one because that was a very small version or a small movie after a big battle. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it also gave you what you wanted. It, it matched up the, the people that you wanted to see um, dealt with, mm-hmm. That which leads me to my second gripe, which is that the Hulk character was totally squandered. And the thing we talked about in a previous episode um, – we go back to, I think it was in Stranger Things, I was annoyed that certain characters didn't fight twice. Mm. How, do you have, how do you have Hulk get his ass kicked in the previous movie and doesn't get to confront Thanos again when they're both considered like the most powerful creatures or whatever? Mm-hmm. How do you, you don't get to see him get his rage back or whatever? The, right. crowd, the crowd wanted that, man. I could, feel their, I could feel the heat coming off of them. They're like, we're going to see him... Because remember how pathetic the Hulk is in the other movie where he whimpers yeah. when he, he gets that neck shot and he's like, err, err, <laughs> and he goes down. How do you not have him fight him again? That is yeah. like that is like movies 101. They must mm. fight twice. How do you drop the ball and having them fight twice? That was yeah. my biggest gripe. Because there's so many moments where people get a little, a little victory on Thanos. Everybody gets like a moment of kicking his ass for a second before right. the final thing. And uh, like when Scarlet Witch did it, everybody loved that. How do you not have, there's a moment when they need to distract, or there's a lot of moments when they need to distract him. Why not have that Hulk, even if it's the in-between Hulk, flip, right. out, flip out and deliver a series of blows that you're, that you're like, yes, he did do that. You know what I mean? Right, right, like in, right. like in the Batman Rises, do you remember when Bane like kind of wigs out and he starts punching a pillar and busting holes in it with his fist? Yeah, right, right. How, how great was that moment? So mm-hmm. they didn't give it to us. So I think that that's inexcusable that after all this time, they don't have, they can't, they don't even give you what you want for three hours. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, so I agree. That's my problem. I agree. No, I agree. I agree. And I think, I think that my, probably my biggest problem with it is the length. Yeah, for sure. Like it just, it doesn't, it doesn't justify that runtime at all. You know, especially when the big um, battle is a rehash of the previous battle, it's redundant. Th- well then, then that's the other kind of problem is that they set up so many interesting kind of conundrums, right? They set up so many things that you wonder like, how are they going to get out of this one? And the answer in superhero movies is always 100% of the time you find out a way to punch somebody harder, right? Yeah. Like there's no, there's never like really a plan. They're like, oh, now we have this, and now we also have the extra weapons, and now this this person's got their mojo back. This person's now they're gonna punch harder, right? Right, exactly, and dude. Just, and it's just kind of like, dude, okay, like I get it, but you know. And that's why in the previous movie I liked it better because they seemed to have a lot of strategies to try mm-hmm. to deal with them, even though it didn't work out. It, right. was, it was more satisfying to watch them try all those various strategies. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, there is a time travel strategy, but it's back to the future, too. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh, and I did, like, I love the, uh, there was a, a big controversy about a year or two ago in the Captain America comics where the writer made 
uh, Captain America, a sleeper agent for Hydra. And uh, comics fans were, were just it, 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 mad about that, right? Like, what do you mean Captain America's fucking Hydra agent? And I think they give a little subtle wink and a nod to this when he's getting his Infinity Stone from the right. Hydra guys, right? He does the, no, I'm on your side. Hail right. Hydra, right? And they're like, oh, okay, yeah. And I thought, I did, I thought, I thought that was fun. That yeah. was a lot of fun. I did like when the raccoon sees that he's seen the previous version of events. I think it was him who said it. And he's saying, yeah, it turned out those guys were bad guys. And he's, and he's looking at Frank Grillo's ugly face. And he's like, you didn't, you thought those weren't bad guys? Look yeah. at them. They're, those are clearly bad guys. They're all wearing yeah. like tight black t-shirts and glowering. It's like, you thought yeah. those were good guys? So that yeah. was kind of yeah. But hey, yeah, you, you said before we get off the air here, you said you had a movie gremlin moment. Oh, um, I did. I cue, did. Yeah. Cue the music burp, and burp, tell burp, me, burp. and tell me about your movie gremlin. Oh, well, my movie Gremlin, so I was in this, uh, the theater here is uh, Cinemark, it's right by the mall, and uh, it's beautiful, it's fantastic. You get the seats that recline, you get like all this leg room, and they do this great thing where they, um, it's probably about 12 seats to a row. Uh, It's actually, I was thinking about it, like this is what airlines should do, like if airlines wanted more people flying, they should actually just like follow the lead of movie theaters. Because movie theaters have gotten badass. And when I used to live in Oklahoma, we would be going to sit on like these plastic, almost fold-out chairs to, to watch movies and shit. It was, it was a disaster. But um, they're heated. The seats are heated. Uh, you have like all, all the separation between you and the rows behind you and in front of you. So even if people are talking, you can't really hear them because they're not, they're not close enough for their voices to get to you. Um, so anyway, so the movie's about to start. I have a seat open next to me. I think, what are the fucking odds that, and I should know by now, if there's a seat open right next to you, and you think you're about to get away with a good movie experience, it means the, the worst person is is running late to the movie, yeah. right? Or you, got a, and, or you got a crawler, a theater crawler will just be yeah. locked down. Yep, yep. So that's kind of what happened. The dude wasn't that bad. He was just like, he just smelled really bad. And uh, and he was doing this thing where he was like, uh, he started doing it during the previews because he got there right when the preview started. He was there right on the money, man. He was there at 11.55. He plops down and he starts going like, <laughs> he starts doing this, this thing. And he's like, I can't even do the impression of it because I hate, I hate snorting my would, snot. That'd up. be great he's if like, it was. If there was like his his mate, there was a, a like a woman in the back he'd never met before who who, who answers with a <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> both... But that's closer. That's closer to the noise he was making. He was doing that deep kind of guttural yeah. inhalation through the nose to like move snot around. And uh, he did it a lot at the beginning, and it, like he did it during like the Hawkeye scene when everything was quiet. He was like, <laughs> and I'm like, ah, and it was just like. It was like a chill down my spine every time it happened. And then I think as the movie went on, I was able to ignore it more. And he did it less. But I was like, did you just like, did you just snort a line of Coke, man? Are you like, did you need, feel like you needed a little pick me up for the midnight showing? So he's, he so snorted, like, he snorted some pim particles. So he could go back, ten, par- <laughs> he could go back 10 years and stop himself from watching could, the movies. Yeah, no, he snorted some <laughs> pim particles so he could go back in time and fuck up somebody else's movie. Like, he's, <laughs> It's like, I want to go back in time and fuck up the original Avengers. But no, I mean, it wasn't by far not the most egregious uh, uh, 
theater gremlin moment but at one point i think what made him kind of stop a little bit was like he did and i just kind of looked over i was like dude and he was and he was like <laughs> like he kind of like sort, sort of was doing this little piggy breath but i think he kind of like realized like okay i'm gonna hold my breath for the rest of this movie because <laughs> maybe people are uh a little annoyed with Great, me. then it's your responsibility to do CPR when he passes out from holding his Fuck breath. no, dude. I'm like, no, man, he's got snot in his nose, dude. I'm not blowing air into that. Can you imagine? You blow air into it and just it blows all the snot out of his nose onto your cheek. That would be awful. But what? no, that was my that was my gremlin. You know, not exactly, not one for the books, I don't think, but a, uh. a gremlin nonetheless. And this one was a gremlin in the sense that he actually made real gremlin noises. Like he was just, he was, he sounded like a gremlin. But yeah, sweet. Well, I had a, I had of course, not a not a gremlin, but there's always something, you know. Something, it never goes smooth, and uh, and this was no exception. I got, I bought the tickets to go see it at uh, I thought twelve o'clock, and um, my sister went with me. Mm. Uh, so we get there, we get there like right at twelve, and I go in, and there's two people. And this is reserved seats, right? Mm -hmm. So I get there, and there's two people sitting in our seats. And uh, I should <laughs> preface this by saying, my I got kind of a bad back, so I have this stuffed armadillo that I put in my hoodie, and it's, it makes a nice pillow. So uh, picture me holding my stuffed armadillo, uh, or, or he's, in, he's in my pocket, the tail sticking out, and my sister and I are creeping, creeping through the previews of starting, and I get to these uh, this guy, and he's like heavily tattooed young man. He looks kind of like you know he thinks he's kind of a badass. Sure. And, uh, and I'm like, hey man, that's that's my seat. And he goes, no, nah, that's that's my seat. And I thought, you fucker, you came here late and took our seats because we got here just in time. And I'm like, no, here's and I pull out the piece of paper. I said, here's my seats right here. Um, and my sister told me later, she's like, uh, the whole time I'm thinking, keep it together, Dave, keep it together. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> like she's 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 been on this ride so but many I, times. I keep because I just thought I'm not gonna do this song and dance. I just want to sit down and put Armand, my stuffed armadillo, behind my head <laughs> and chill and chill out. And uh, I'm like, no, man, that's look. I, I bought these tickets. I bought them today. And he's like, no, no, these are my. This is my seat. And to and to look at my tickets. Uh, and he pulls up his phone to show me. I'm taking my glasses on and off, which um, is making everybody nervous. But I can't see them. So I'm pulling the glasses up and putting the glasses back on and taking them off. And everybody's getting agitated like, this This feels weird. Yeah. And he, he pulls out his phone. And he's like, no, look, it says right here, uh, you know, E12 and E13. I'm like, what the fuck? And then I said, what, they sold us? They, did they double sell this? Is that how they make money? Like I'm down the rabbit of conspiracies already. <laughs> and his buddy leans over and takes the piece of paper and he says, uh, yours is for 12 a.m. tomorrow. Uh, and I look at the, are you there? Oh yeah, I'm here. Can then, you hear oh, me? Fuck, I lost you. Please, oh please God. Oh Jesus. What I heard was that yours was for 12 a.m. tomorrow. Yeah, so he goes, yours is for, it says here 12 a.m. tomorrow. And it's that 12 a.m. thing, you know, where is it 12 AM means midnight or does it mean noon? You know, so I fucked mm -hmm. up. So I mm -hmm. fucked up and I felt so stupid. He, and him and his buddy are like, yeah, that's for tomorrow, dude. And here I am. I drag my ass over there at 12 at night and for the wrong day. I didn't know what to say to him. So I shook his hand like a moron. Oh, I just, I just, I just reach out. I'm like, oh, hey, sorry, bro. And shook his hand. And they're looking at me like, what an idiot. Yeah. And so I slink out of there with my stuffed animal. <laughs> and I tell him, and I tell him, 
it's like, they, they were like we were we were accosted by this wild-eyed man with a stuffed armadillo. I say sadly to my sister, I'm like, you know, I had a I had this feeling I wasn't going to see it today. I just I just knew mm-hmm. this was going to happen. So she's like, just see if there's another show. So I go up to the to the uh, clerk. And, uh, there's a show at 12:30, so we swap the tickets. It turns out it's. She goes, "Oh well, you get a $20 refund. It's half the price." I'm mm. like, "Oh no! What bush league theater did I just? Because I went into the yeah. Dolby Cinema. You know, it's all. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So I'm like, "What fucking kids' table are they sending me to?" <laughs> so we go in, and it's tiny. And uh, but it's like a wall. It's like a fucking dead man walking. I'm like, are we gonna get in there? There's gonna be like a fucking Magnavox cabinet TV and a couch, <laughs> like one of those one of those color projectors. Yeah. And, yeah. Or, or like you get in there and there's like some lonely nerd just act, he just acts out the movie and he's like, okay guys, I've been I've been over to the Dolby Center. I've been over to the IMAX, and uh, this is how it, this is how it happened. Check it out. What's he's just like he's just he's just wearing yeah he's wearing he's wearing like a big purple chin and he's like I've come from the promised land with tales of the end game. Please he's have like, your have a seat. Please feel free to plug in your complimentary headphones for the music. And you like have a little thing on your seat like an airplane. You're like all right, cool. Like the good news is you saved half. It's half price. The bad news is I'm gonna be acting out your movie. Yeah, yeah. Which I, if it was done well, that might actually be fun. That might well, be fun. Like he's, he go like, once upon a time, a decade ago, we grabbed we grabbed a million nerds by the balls. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's where I saw them. Yeah, I saw it at the kids' table, and uh, they were pretty rowdy. It was full in there too. So anyway, yeah, no, that, that's good. That's good. Well, man, we have had just like the most dog shit Skype connection of maybe any podcast that we've done. Let's call it. So uh, yeah, we're gonna call it. Um, I, I don't. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do some. I'm still recording. I'm, I'm gonna do some troubleshooting to really see what. Because sometimes, man, it goes smooth. I mean, our last pod, we talked for two and a half hours and only had like one interruption. I think you're so, you're rolling the dice though. That what if you what if you troubleshoot it and they they come back to you and say, well, we've we've located the problem and it's the quality of your content. Oh, I would be I would be owned by by Skype at that point. I would have to I would have to pledge my fealty to the to the one true king. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. All right. So we'll we'll put we'll put this one to bed. Uh, overall, I mean, uh, what what does it matter? Like, I mean, I'm gonna get I'm gonna go ahead and say that it was uh, that it was it was good. I'll just go with good. Whatever. It was good. It's fine. It was fine. Like this is how I feel about about this movie. It's like it's fine. It's fine. I think it's. I think it suits the name of the podcast. It was almost good, mm-hmm. almost almost shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, step down from the previous movie. I like that Thanos got meaner. That's about all I can say about it. Yep. Same here. All right. Thanks, everybody. All righty. I'm gonna go lay down with our.
And armadillos aren't cheap I enough. like armadillos. An armadillo was the key to my success. Nah, but who was to say I didn't have a chance? Raised them up, I had a good time racing them. Placed bets on the ones that I raced. Couldn't you tell that I was going to be the one to bring a troop of winning dillos to Texas? Texas has the winning dillos. The dillos. Texas ones are really winning. Armadillo, 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 armadillo. Armadillo, 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 armadillo. Uh, armadillo, armadillo. An armadillo is a fellow with a tough skin. In Arizona, they get hit by cheeps, but it don't save them. Shell won't save them. The armadillo doesn't know to keep away from them. He keeps walking on the road or the freeway. Truck driver gonna hit him named BJ. And then you know the armadillo is a dead one. And then you know the armadillo is a dead one. Listen to the way that I will tell the situation. An armadillo, armadillo, I'm a racing. An armadillo is much like a shellfish. Use them as a logo, rolling like a pogo. Not a crustacean, not a chrysanthemum. And when I have an armadillo, I'm a dancing chump. Cause I feel so light in my feet. People never see them, wouldn't wanna be them. Papa used to breed them, working up at the museum. Now we have so many that they fill a coliseum. Struck by a truck, a Mac, flat on his back. Dead in its tracks, nowhere to run to. The dillo didn't have a chance. 18 wheels, a real quick death. And now I saw cause it was one of my friends. He had a solid shelf, but now it's come to an end. Why did it have to be me and one of my dillos? Hey, tell me why. Derry, man. stop breaking. I'm a dillo, I'm a dillo, I'm a dillo, I'm a dillo. What's an armadillo, I'm a dillo? Uh, I'm a dillo, I'm a dillo, I'm a dillo, I'm a dillo. What's an armadillo, I'm a dillo? Oh, uh.